0: Three two one and we're back, Julie. It is January the twenty first. And we have a new president. Yes. We've also almost got the first month of twenty twenty one in the bag. I know. And I have really great news for you. What? Ready? Not a single report of flying snakes. <laughs> no new pandemics that you know of. That I know of exactly. Yeah. There there actually hasn't been any uh actual alien uh you know landings that have been officially, you know, no, registered. You know. So in the so alien so, so far. Uh-huh. This year is starting out less crazy, less crazy. than the previous year. Yes.
1: Hopefully but, we can keep that momentum.
0: Uh well I'm sure that we won't. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that the crazy train will return yeah. to the world. But such is the way. And in the interim, all of you guys are in the right place at the right time and selling something that everyone wants, which is a home. Mm-hmm. Uh, or leasing them for that matter. So congratulations on having made that right decision whenever you got your real estate license. And so if you're just getting into the business or if you're returning to the business, this is, a, this is the part three of the podcast we started earlier this week that's just for you because this time of year brings out new agents. A lot of you guys cut your licenses last year and you um, had in your uh, goals to start your real estate career this year. That's traditional. But then there's also a lot of you, I'd say a vast majority of you that listen to us, um, that fall into one of those two categories do fall into the category of returning to the business. And we, we, by returning, we mean in the literal sense, some of you had a false start or sort of gotten the business and then sort of dropped out of the business and you're recommitting to it and all these different versions of returning to the business. So in both cases, this plan and what we've been sharing with you in the last two podcasts is completely relevant and should be taken very, very seriously. And if you skip any of these steps, and if you don't move towards the philosophy that we're trying to share with you, chances are you're going to bring um, a lot of un, uh, un. What should I say? I was going to say un, untoward. Yes. Is un, that a word?
1: toward. It's hard to say. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I should stop.
1: Undeserved, maybe. Um,
0: Stress. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. I want to share with you guys a statistic. Uh, I'll remind you of a statistic. And I think it'll basically help kick off point number, what is it, Jules? Point number 14, right? Mm -hmm. So here's an interesting statistic. Actually, I'll I'll do this in a story format because this is actually, this thing I'm about to tell you actually reminded me that we haven't been sharing this information with you frequently enough. So Julie and I in our little, uh, well, little, we walk six miles virtually every day. And um, I was on the walk. Someone texted me had some specific questions about eXp Realty in this case. And so I called him, I put him on speakerphone, and I listened to his questions. And here was his scenario. He is a new agent, well, newish agent. He's been in the business for about a year. He's um, successful. You know, he's been selling some houses, and he's been part of a team. Now, I know he listens, so don't worry, I'm not going to use your name. Um, but the reality of it is is the amount of money he was making for the amount of effort he was putting in was just ridiculously low because he was on this team, in essence, guys, he was making about a 40% commission split. Now, that doesn't include obviously his own business expenses and his own personal expenses and all the rest of it. So, his actual net income when he earned, say, $10,000, was realistically probably about 2250 And that's before expenses. And I want you to think about that for a second. You know, does that even make sense to be part of a team if that's your scenario? But here's where the rubber met the road. So, what. Um, the reason he joined a team, and I asked him that question, uh, knowing what the answer was, but I want to know what his answer was, is because he assumed that it would be easier for him to get momentum as a team member because they would give him leads. Okay, so let's write leads down. And then he said, I also wanted to have support and uh, you know training, and I wanted to have maybe a transaction coordinator, all that type of stuff, which was important to him. All that stuff makes perfect sense, right? But we just talked about how the cash flow was terrible. But here's where it was really interesting the leads that he was given and he was given a fair number were it came with the label of prepare for these not to actually work out for almost 2 years so the leads that you get from online lead generation generally speaking are the least motivated um, essentially, I'm not going to say worthless, but I might as well say worthless. If you generate a lead today and it's not going to hypothetically transact for two years, where you guys are getting confused, and where he was confused originally when he started with this team, but now he understands, is statistically, yes, an average internet lead, it's a 2, per three, two to 3% conversion rate, and, and essentially the least motivated people are shopping online or the least motivated people the leads you generate online. This is just a statistical fact. But when he says, and when I'm saying to you that they'll uh, transact at an average of 18 months, why do you think they're going to transact with you? Because here's where the fallacy is um, in the thinking of all these agents who want to basically get you, well, it's brokers and trainers and you know coaches who want to get you to uh, spend all your time and money and effort learning how to be an online lead generator. If it takes you 18 months before you actually see any benefit from the work you're doing today, do you have enough financial staying power to basically uh, essentially make ends meet financially for the next 18 months? I'm going to guess most of you don't. Now there's part number one. Now part number two is that just because two to three percent may convert within 18 months, what makes you think they're gonna be doing business with you? And this is something that one talks about, and it should be so obvious to all of you. If you generate a hundred leads online today from Facebook ads or whatever, and you stick them in your drip campaign, and eighteen months from now, if indeed you know two or three actually transact, why would they transact with you? What makes you think that they're only in your campaign? What makes you think that they are only being dripped on by you? What makes you think they didn't walk into an open house? Um, all the billions of other ways that buyers find uh, a potential you know agent or seller for that matter. So even though statistically, what they're saying probably is true, I've never really researched it enough to know, I can only go by whether research has been done and who knows if that's valid or not, but let's set that aside and assume it's valid. Why do you think when those people actually you know, transact, it's transacting with you, it doesn't work that way? This is not how a real business operates or a real business thinks. Matter of fact, Julie and I, look, we understand you guys have these long-term, you know, drip campaigns and all this other stuff that you think is going to basically be almost like an investment in your future income, you know, in essence. Well, we don't even advocate that at our coaching business. We'll tell you where to, all of you guys want to know where you should sign up for these drip campaigns and all this other stuff. And we'll tell you, but we're not going to coach you. And essentially, we're going to tell you how to set it up. We're going to tell you the pluses and minuses of doing it. But what we're always going to do is we're going to point you on the people that are transacting less than 90 days. And here, I want you to think about this. And Julie's going to explain it, hopefully succinctly. She's a little keyed up today. so
1: plan on me. What do you mean to explain? All right.
0: So I'm trying to explain to them Mm -hmm. why, you know, you and I are making a – we haven't decided whether we're going to do it using numbers or colors, right? right. We're going to make a, we're going to go- um, An
1: illustration.
0: An illustration. Well, if we are successful at what we're trying to accomplish, yes. right? Because we can barely verbalize it now, let alone yeah, make it but an But it's important
1: because I, I know that they're very confused about this.
0: Right. It. They are it, yeah. because they're being lied to, yeah. okay? So we're going to list the top 50 forms of lead generation that you guys are told to invest in. And then we're going to somehow um, denote What the uh, whether that's a one or a ten, and we're probably also going to use a color chart. Now, what do we mean? Ten means it requires the most skill, uh, the least amount of money. Um, and will generate money for you the fastest. And a one is no skill, most money, no and, le- and least e- and, and least effective. And yeah, Julie just said it too. So a ten is going to be something that requires skill. And under the skills uh, banner goes knowing how to overcome a rejection and how to essentially you know ask questions, be a professional basically. And one means you basically have no no skill required. So just putting um, a fire line under this is, for example, picking up a phone and calling a for sale by owner would be a 10 activity. A number one activity would be probably 99% of the things you're being told to do. It would be online lead generation, be social networking, would be making videos. It would be doing TikTok. It would be doing all this other stuff you guys are spending time on. Um, And especially when it comes to paying for those leads to come your way. So you have a spectrum of most expensive, least effective, least resistance to most effective, most financially prudent, requiring the most skill. So that's going to be the spectrum, uh, or the you know the grading chart, if you want to put it like that way. Maybe that's what we should do. About it. you know how mm-hmm. they grade diamonds and whatnot. Yeah. That, well, we should... but
1: isn't it interesting that the things that are most effective? What do we mean by effective? You don't have to talk to that many people. The ratios are killer on the high-skilled stuff, right? Right, and and in addition to that, they're also the least expensive, right? So it's an interesting um, intersection. Of criteria, right? High skill, low cost, great results. Right. When you have the skill.
0: Well, but that is the bottom line. And that's the thing. And not every, the recipe or the combination of things that we'll prescribe to you as a coaching client, aren't going to be the same. If you're in a marketplace where there's nobody, you know, for example, calling notice defaults, and there's no defaults in even the best markets, well, guess what we're going to suggest you do? If there's no one working the uh, probate leads, guess what we're going to suggest you do? If there's nobody working, you, know, you guys get the gist of it. So we're going to help you do some exploration into where the lead possibilities are, and then you learn the skill set. And I'm going to tell you something else. Again, you have to understand – um, this is critical that you guys get this as new agents or returning agents. If you're going to be investing your time and especially your money into things that you can't ultimately control, you're always going to be out of control. And that includes and primarily of your finances. So if you're investing in things like, for example, any kind of digital advertising, social networking, any kind of paid lead advertising, anybody you're buying leads from, guys, look at the pain and suffering that all of these agents and brokers and teams are going to be going through, if not already going through, whose business was predicated on buying business from Zillow. Look at the pain and suffering these guys are going to be going through. Many of these agents and these teams, especially expansion teams and all this other stuff, their whole business model is predicated on buying leads. Now, some of them they buy from Zillow. Some of them they buy through, you know, big portals like KV Core or, you know, essentially they're using mechanisms. But at the end of the day, a credit card number is being exchanged Mm -hmm. uh, for leads. And now, what happens is those the companies that they do business with to buy these leads from Zillow, being the obvious example, they change the rules. Or in Zillow's case, they decided to become your competitor, right? <laughs> That's they they remove all your your you know some of you guys. There were one of our primary competitors had so much hype about building your Zillow reviews. That was going to be the best thing. And if you don't have a bunch of Zillow reviews, Jillian and I did not tell any of you, did you ever tell Zillow, say anything about No, Neither yeah. did I. None of our coaches, none of our staff, we never told you to get Zillow reviews. Why you'd want to have what was at the time, what we thought was going to be a competitor for you, essentially uh, being your gateway for information for your clients, was insanity. So we never told you to invest in Zillow reviews. And guess what? I don't mean to sound boastful, but we are absolutely right. Because now what's Zillow doing? They're removing your sales data. They're removing your reviews. They're going to basically make it so all your past efforts are worth crap. And what they've done, and you can read this an article about this, is they're making it so that in the markets where they have iBuyer brokerages, right, where they have their Zillow offers and they're essentially opening up competing brokerages to you, they're making it so that your sales data is appearing, your name is appearing, but your sales data is not appearing. So if a consumer is going to Zillow and they're trying to search for sales data and you happen to be, you know, you, you through blood, sweat and tears and probably money, we're building your Zillow reviews and now your Zillow reviews have disappeared, but your name is still up there and under numbers of homes sold, it shows zero. You, what do you think that's going to do in the eyes of the consumer? How do you look in that scenario? Pretty damn bad, right?
1: Yeah, and let me clarify. It's not that we're against reviews, because we do coach you to get Google reviews and things like that that are searchable. It's specifically Zillow because they are now your competitor. It's called Zillow Homes. We're well, not. This is not coming in the future. Here, here's there. how they
0: should do reviews. Yeah. And this is very simple. And We taught them back when there was flip phones to, yeah. phones to do I just this, wanted right? to
1: clarify that it's right. specific.
0: But you guys, what you should be doing is you should be getting reviews. You should be getting a little short video re- uh, reviews mm-hmm. and you should be putting them on YouTube and then you should put them on like if, we do suggest you have a business Facebook page. It's free. You get the recurring theme with Tim and Julie Harris. They want you to spend as little money as possible so you can and make as much profit as possible. So do the free, uh, you know, social pages. Set up profiles on there, and just chalk them full of reviews and you know, basically stuff that makes you look good. So when someone does a search for you, they're gonna find your profile on LinkedIn. They're gonna find your profile on Facebook. They're gonna find your profiles on some of these other sites, you know, Etsy and whatnot. Those are all good places to have profiles. By profile, I just mean your picture, your contact information, you know, some feel-good quotes and whatever, whatever. And if you want to auto-feed all those different social 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 networking sites, um, you know, motivational quotes or whatever, go for it. But that's the extent of which most of you should be investing in social networking. Because beyond that, it is on the spectrum of least resistance, most money. And by the way, inside money goes also time spent. Right? Well,
1: stop there for a second. Yes, ma'am. Because there's another thing I think that they don't necessarily understand that we might be assuming that they do. Mm. You started the top of this podcast talking about the ratio of conversion on internet leads being two to 3%. Garbage. W- but what does that actually mean? Okay, That means out of 100 internet leads, only two or three will actually transact.
0: But oh, after eight, almost after two years. T-
1: after nearly two years, right. only two or three out of 100, that's where the two to 3% conversion that we're talking about means. And it doesn't necessarily mean, to your point, that they'll even transact with you. Okay? Right. All three of them might do new construction. You'll never hear from them again. Well, exactly. And so I, I just want to make sure that they get that. And meanwhile, to your point that it's not just the money, it's also your time, somehow you got all hundred of those internet leads into your drip system and maybe you called some of them, but how do you even know who those two to three people are that are going to convert? See, this model is just full of problems. You know to end. as well as
0: I do that nine people uh, people out of ten listening to us right now yeah. that if, especially those returning the business mm-hmm. that went to see one of these fake gurus who told them to basically build these complicated funnels yeah. and systems and drip campaigns never called them. The no, only, no, no, no,
1: definitely. The not.
0: only time they picked up a phone to call any of them would be in a form of lead follow up, which is prospecting technically. And that's
1: okay. And, and that's and okay. That's a little bit different. That's that be a better lead. But no
0: one's teaching yeah. them how to pick up the phone and be yeah. proactive. So,
1: so we don't even get to the part where maybe they're not transacting with you because you don't even know who the two to three people are because you never call them.
0: Oh, hold on, Julie. I've got a system in the back end that tells me where they're opening emails and whatnot and whether uh-huh. they're paying attention. Are you
1: still not calling them? Yeah, well, that's the
0: whole thing, guys. <laughs> you know? And again, why are you thinking that this – this doesn't even make sense if you're – Most of you, 99% of you, do not come to real estate with a bucket of money or previous business experience, let alone sales experience. And so you fall into the sticky spider webs of these people selling you gimmicks. They're selling you things that you will buy because the things they're selling to you require no skill and will make you feel good, make you... You know, do as Julie and I call it work theater, where you'll act like you're working, where you actually create a schedule around how many social networking posts you're putting up, Mm -hmm. opposed to how many contacts you're making. So here's just a, you know, here's a takeaway. And there's Julie and I can vamp on this forever, obviously, because it's something that frankly really, really gets us going because so many people out there with great potential, real estate folks getting, you know, you guys, new licensees are returning. Anyone listening to us right now, you guys are having your potential sucked out of you because you're listening to the wrong people. And it's not just Julie and I that are saying this. There's other great people out there too. Not in the real estate training industry. There's a guy named Jed Blunt who wrote Fanatical Prospecting, a friend of ours we've had on our podcast. Listen to some of these other people. They're telling you the truth. And so I do want to sort of round the bend before we get to our last three points. And I want to share with you guys a concept. And this has been around since the 80s, but I think it's incredibly valid. You can build your real estate practice as a essentially a a prospecting based business with marketing backup you know essentially or you can do it uh, marketing based business with prospecting backup. So it, it's sometimes said, you know, prospecting based marketing enhanced or marketing based and prospecting enhanced. Well, here's the difference, and here's the path that most of you will follow because again, it requires no skill, uh, and because there's no resistance, and you will not never hear the no when you're doing the marketing with the prospecting based. When you do the when you do the prospecting based business marketing enhanced model that we've always advocated, you will probably never. Really want to do the marketing because you will learn how to generate your own business and you will have a very high margin business. When you're making all kinds of profit from your real estate practice and you're not spending money to generate the leads, and again you're making huge margins. You make ten thousand, you keep eighty five hundred, something like that. Versus if you're a marketing based business, you make ten thousand, you keep fifteen hundred. You guys get the difference here. This is really how it works in the real ro- in the in the real world. So you're going to be generating lots of uh you know money from in profit. And then you're going to trip over some marketing idea that, you know, somebody's doing and maybe it it, uh, gets your ego going and you're thinking, well, I need to do that too. But then you're going to hopefully be smart enough to do the math and you're going to realize that, you know what, if the whole point of doing this marketing thing is to generate more, say, listings – I already know how to generate listings. I don't have to go out there and uh, play work theater and buy listings. I certainly don't need to spend what would have been my profit on these gimmicky ideas, so I'm not going to even do it. That's what happens when you have a prospecting-based business. You don't get seduced by the marketing. Now, if you do want to do the marketing, and you do want to meander into the social stuff, for God's sake, guys, don't be spending money on this stuff because ultimately the money's to be made doing the prospecting or proactive lead generation. Um, and that's where you essentially are, it's between it's you and your skills and your ability and your dedication to doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level.
1: That's right. And our most successful coaching clients, presently and over the years, Have led with prospecting and enhanced with marketing. Let me give you a quick example. Tammy Irby, who is one of our great coaching clients in Northern Virginia, okay, knows how to maintain her magic number of listings. She prospects several different areas and is a kick-ass lead follower upper, okay? So that matters too. We've talked about that. But what is the media? What is the social stuff she does? It's all in support of right. those listings. Okay, so putting uh, videos online on you know social media and YouTube of featuring her listings, which yes generates business to come to her. So she's using the exists. She's leading with the prospecting that got her the listing in the first place. Backing it up with whatever she posts has something to do with the listing, and then she also does posts about buyers you know wanted your home for a walk walk so let's buyers. explain
0: that though cuz okay. again we have to remember we're talking this and right now this yeah. series is for okay so what she's doing actually is she's validating to the seller that she's actually doing something to get the house sold exactly. that's number 1 and number 2 what she's doing is she's validating and proving to future sellers that she actually does more than the average agent does to get the house sold her social media it sounds like is mm-hmm. focused on promoting the listing for the sake of making the sale of the the house sell easier faster for the most money with the least amount of hassle yeah. to the seller that's smart that's how you're going to do it but if you're you going to do it you see how that's
1: all. leading with right. the actual production and then the marketing kind of supports that
0: and her brand if she's even you know utters that word is based on sold listings and taking yes. care of her sellers and you guys are being conned into believing you have to be social networking influencer types, and the business will follow. It doesn't work that way. And yeah, she anything. gets the
1: calls because she has the catnip. She's got the listings yeah, that they want exactly, you
0: know? and she's enhancing. And it, it's like so we said. much
1: easier. And you know what her net is? Her her net is like eighty five percent. Exactly, it's unbelievable.
0: People. So if you're new in the business and you're or you're returning to business and you're not understanding what we're saying, a lot of you guys. Think that just because someone sells hundreds of houses and makes even millions of dollars per year, you think that they've got the whole financial you know nut cracked. Oftentimes, they're the most broke of all the agents yeah. you're going to run into because they're spending all their money to maintain that illusion of uh, success. They're they you know essentially they're uh, they're caught in a golden cage. They don't have any profit because they're constantly spending all their money. And you know how you know that's true is when the tides go out and you see essentially that they're buying all their business. And it was all just for the sake of numbers. And I feel sorry for those people because they didn't probably understand that that business model was based on, it wasn't really the goal of that business model was to be famous and to sell houses and to create you know volumes and transactions. It wasn't basically for the sake of profit. Now, let's go over these last three points And what we are focusing on is your action plan. If you haven't heard uh, the first uh, two podcasts on this series, please go back to it. And I want to remind you before, actually, it's the uh, point number 14, or it's perfect. (laughs) Uh, Point number 14 is complete your real estate treasure map for your big picture. And here it is. Here's how simple it is. Actually, I think 0. 0.14, fifteen are essentially the same thing. Yeah. Text 2021 to 855-685-1045. Text 2021 to 855-685-1045. And when you do, we're going to text you back a downloadable version of our, our book, The Real Estate Treasure Map, which is your fill-in-the-blank business plan. This is not just your business plan. This is your business and life plan. When you get this done, you're going to have a huge sense of relief and direction. And this is especially what you need right now going forward into what hopefully won't be as crazy as last year, but probably will be crazy in its own way. So text 2021 to 855-685-1045. And when you do, we'll text you back a link to download the Real Estate Treasure Map and actually six other books. Julie?
1: Yes. Now, that point was about the Real Estate Treasure Map, which is your all-encompassing, very personalized business plan. We also have point number 15, because we're talking about new, newer, returning, and also some of our coaching clients in this situation. Follow You can, You have the option. Real Estate Treasure Map really is the best place to start. And then after you've done that, we have kind of like uh, mini plans that help you focus that in survival plan. uh, We have the uh, treasure map. We talked about the 90 day massive action plan. So let's say that you get your treasure map done, but now you're like, what do I do next? You do the 90 day massive action plan, but that's based on what you discovered, like your magic number and what your schedule should be and your goals.
0: You know, when we were talking yesterday (laughs) about how to make the premier coaching into something that was sequential, you could actually do it around days. That's a good idea. Remember how we're saying develop Mm -hmm. it into like a progress bar type thing? Yeah. All right. Point number 16, set up three bank accounts. Julie Harris. Okay.
1: So here's the thing. And again, this is talked about in the Harris Rules book which you can get at Amazon. And Barnes & Noble, Uh, and and
0: Target, and Walmart, Yes, and bookstores everywhere. No excuses,
1: it's available. Okay, uh, point number 16, set up three bank accounts. One is for your operations. This is what you pay your business bills from. One is for savings, at least 5% to start, even if you're super brand new, a minimum 5% to start. And then another one for taxes, for most of you, at least 20% off of every check. So remember that just to start out, 25% of your net commission is set aside for taxes and savings. So, you know, that goes right back to your conversation about net, right? You better have a high enough net, otherwise you're going to end up with not much left.
0: Now, here's why this is really important. Most agents, after they've been in the business for a year... Will have um, their you know their scrapes and their bruises and their successes and their victory stories and all that, but what almost all of them will have is tax debt. Oh yeah. So you've got to be taking what we just said seriously and setting up your accounts and managing your money correctly from day one because there's two things agents don't do: they don't save money and they don't pay their taxes. So by the way, this is the per- the perfect solution for that is EXP Realty because what EXP Realty does is definitely creates. Um, Frankly, guys, it creates so many different pathways for you to build uh, success, for you to build wealth. That's like nothing I've ever seen before. I'd love to share with you why Julie and I are advocating on behalf of eXp Realty, why Julie put her real estate license with eXp Realty, and why we'd love to sponsor you at eXp Realty. And by the way, today... EXP Realty stock, what is it right now?
1: Ninety seven point zero six. Ninety seven point zero
0: six. It's traded on Nasdaq, right. And this stock started at the beginning of last year at like six dollars so, or yep, eight dollars. Yeah, there you go. So this is a company that's going that is breaking all the rules, that's international, okay. that's something you really want to be part of. Everyone's talking about EXP Realty, it's all over the press. It's supposedly one of the five top stocks to buy um, you know, according to NASDAQ, all these different things that are going on in the marketplace. Pay attention to it, guys. This company would be owned by you if you are part of the company. EXP Realty is owned by the agents. EXP Realty shares revenue. You can create many, many different streams of income for yourself in addition to selling houses. So during what we feel is going to be the next, you know, we think this is going to be the biggest real estate boom in the history of real estate booms because all the winds are on our back. Even if there is a recession, we still think real estate is going to be the safe harbor in anticipation of inflation. And as long as the interest rates stay low, there's really nothing to create a headwind. So do the smart thing, and if you're ready to join eXp Realty, text me directly, 512-758-0206. Text me directly, 512-758-0206, and let's talk about you being part of Julie and I's uh, eXp Realty family. All right, so here are the rules for the plan to finish up today's points. um, Julie, you want to go through just right? Yeah, let's go through these. It's only five points. We can do these. Ready? These are easy. Yep. Point number one. Don't skip steps. So go back and listen to all the previous uh, 16 steps. That's, I just summarized it. Point number two, Julie.
1: Don't listen to any agents, coaches, trainers, brokers, or quote, advisors who are not at least as successful as you intend to be. They are actually literally not authorized to advise you. That includes Facebook surveys. It includes people (laughs) who have never sold real estate before. And you can go to comparecoach.com to find out more on that. Okay. How,
0: how do you guys validate who you receive information from? If you're listening, if you want to go and learn how to play tennis, for example, wouldn't you want to know or take lessons from somebody who actually not just played tennis, but played tennis and was maybe ranked? How about played tennis, was ranked and actually won some championships? Wouldn't that be the person you'd want to listen to most closely versus somebody that read a tennis book and decided to make <laughs> some tennis videos and is a tennis influencer? Yeah. I mean, doesn't it make sense that you guys are going to be very discerning, very careful, very selective about how you listen to uh, when you're looking for, you know, essentially a pathway up the mountain for yourself? And yet you don't, do you? You just go to whoever basically pops up in your email, whoever you listen to that looks like they know what they're talking about, but do you validate that they're not full of it? You don't. You need to. And the three rules that we put in place for all of you, write these down when you're trying to decide who you're going to listen to, especially when it comes to coaching, is number one, I they ever sold real estate, you will be shocked. How many people out there who call themselves real estate coaches who've never actually sold real estate? Oh, but you're a real estate guru that you're listening to on YouTube sold real estate. Good. So the next question is, have they actually sold real estate at a high level? Oh, okay. Well, no. That's where you're going to, you know, maybe they had a license for like 22 seconds and then they never actually sold real estate, but they decided that they could be an internet lead generation guru and that's what they go off to do. So before you listen to anyone, did they sell real estate? Yes or no? If no, stop there. Did they sell sell real estate at a high level? And a high level means at least 100 homes per year. If they didn't, then you, you're done. You don't listen to them anymore because they don't know what they're talking about. For, I mean, not to the point where you should essentially place your bets on that person. Number three, did they sell real estate At a high level, at least 100 homes per year for at least, say, for example, five years in a row. Because it's possible that somebody got into the business and their uncle Bob, who's a builder, listed a subdivision with them. And it's possible that they sold 100 homes. But they didn't really. That's not real, is it? No. There's also a
1: lot of investor flipper types that are dabbling in coaching. So that doesn't
0: count either. Exactly. So start being really particular about who you listen to and get in the habit. Look, you guys can take in the information, but I've just given you three filters. Does this, did this person sell real estate? Yes or no. Did this person sell at least a hundred homes per year? Yes or no. Did this person sell at least a hundred homes per year for at least five years in a row? Yes or no. If they didn't hit the eject button, you can do better. Next yes. point, Yes. Okay. Julie.
1: So next point is number three, do take massive action daily. Spend 75% of your day in lead generation, 10% on education and 15% on actual appointments. Most agents spend the majority of their day getting ready to get started to possibly take action at a later date if the mood hits them.
0: I'll actually, I'm, I'm yeah. going to drill down on that. Okay. 75% of most agents' day is spent on sh- uh, chasing shiny objects. Yes. For sure.
1: Or spent on nothing related to business. Right.
0: Well, they think it's work theater is what we call it, right? Yeah. Looks like work. Right. But they're not really doing anything. No. Actually, it's probably – I mean, it's probably – It's probably probably worse than that. It's probably worse than that. Yeah. They they spend all their time listening and doing all this silly stuff, but they're not actually – Guys, here's the real test of whether or not you worked yesterday. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Did you put yourself in a position to hear the word no at least five times? And I'm not saying no from your kid – because Zoe says no to us a thousand times a day. Before nine. Not from your dog or from your spouse or your you know partner or whatever, whatever. No from a seller or no from a buyer, but a yeah. seller specifically. Did you actually put yourself in the position where you would actually have someone say potentially no to you? If you didn't, you didn't work yesterday.
1: You know, Jeb Blunt makes a big point about this in his book, Fanatical Prospecting, because he studies successful salespeople on not just in real estate, but you know, sales in general. He says that the, mo- the top 1% or 2% of salespeople have more than 140% in uh, more contact day-to-day. They make 140% more time on the phone, more calls, more contacts, more conversations. So it just makes sense that they would be at the top.
0: Well, I was listening to uh, something on Clubhouse, an mm-hmm. app which actually I'm really enjoying. I think mm-hmm. it's really cool where that technology yeah. could go. And one of the gals presenting was the number one female private jet salesperson... In the world. That's awesome. Right. And I was loving what she was saying because she was saying the truth. Where she spend all of her time? On the phone. Yeah. Connecting <laughs> okay? people and doing her job. And there are other top sales. Matter of fact, I think Glenn Sanford was on this actual tick or this actual, uh, Clubhouse, and uh, and the other people were saying all the same thing. You're spending the time on the phone when you're in sales talking to people that actually might do business with you. So the idea of saying, I did not work unless I would put myself in a position here, no, at least five times a day, that cuts through all kinds of BS, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, it does. When, when you're doing a, a YouTube video or you're you know doing a you know TikTok video or you're doing all these other silly things that people tell you to do, or you're doing a pop by, you're not... Even remotely putting yourself in a position to hear no, which means you're not even remotely going towards or a, a potential sale. Because by hearing no, you're going to be talking to people that are actually in the you know in the market. You're not going to people in the market. You're trying to speak to people that might someday, hopefully, maybe transact with you. Yeah. Low stop, on the chart. Stop doing that. It's what makes you broke. All right. Point number four:
1: Don't spend money you don't have. Make the pledge to keep unnecessary, unproven, speculative items off your credit cards. We talked about this, most notably buying leads, branding, marketing, farming, all of those things – don't spend the money that you don't have. You don't need to do that. Hold
0: on, Julie. I went to a seminar and they told me I need to basically start working on my brand and I need to work on my farming. What's your budget for that? Tony? I need to be a farmer. Well, I need to mail, yeah. and I did choose my neighborhood of 500 homes. I need to mail them a direct postcard twice a month. Uh-huh. And that's the only, and I need to work on it so that, you know, they're going to, I'm going to have the dominant, you know, mind share, And when they think of me, they're going to think of real estate. And because I'm going to mail them postcards and I'm going to just keep on hammering them with my messages, me and my, you know pretty family and my pretty dog and you,
1: you do realize that it has about a one percent return after you've done it for about eight months times the amount of money it's going to cost you to do that if it works at all so how much you know what are you prepared to how long can you wait how much of a budget because you don't have a budget for that it says don't spend money you don't have
0: and so why are you guys uh, seduced by that because there's no conflict passive. it's passive
1: low on the chart
0: low on the chart of effectiveness high on the chart for ineffectiveness and uh, costliness next point
1: well, I- We've seen agents go broke before they had a deal from that it, kind of this stuff. N- this
0: next point, Julie, I'll cover this one. Okay. So make sure you choose the right yeah. broker. Now, this, you know, it's funny. We, we wrote this, how many years ago? Before yeah. we were working with EXP. I know. But that really is true. Point number five is make sure you choose the right broker. But, I mean, we we yeah. always will, you know, we're not going to be, Uh, politically correct, if you want to call it that, when it comes to suggesting you guys be very selective who you listen to. You don't have to listen to everyone's opinion when it comes to essentially building your business and making money. You don't have to essentially think you're obligated to think everyone is on an equal playing field as far as what they have to say because they're not. Be very discerning who you listen to. Now, here's the problem you've got with your broker selection and your office manager selection and all that. Chances are they've only been in the business for 10 years or less. Chances are they don't know how to do anything other than basically buy leads because they only have been in the business during the sort of buying leads, uh, you know, era, which is what we're kind of coming to the end to end of with Zillow essentially have finally showing its true colors and going uh, into the, uh, become a direct competitor for all of you. Uh, The buying leads business is going to essentially have proven now because enough people have done an experiment with it to be incredibly ineffective. And we've just given you a whole bunch of examples why on today's show alone. So that era is going to come to an end. So if you're associating with a coach, a guru, an office manager, a broker who only is going to tell you buy leads, build brand, join team then you basically are going to be stuck in that ecosystem and you don't understand the unintended uh, essentially consequences of following that path. And maybe it has something to do with all the agents that follow that path with our belief that the failure rate or essentially the, the duration that an agent is in the business before they fail, it used to be about two years, but we think it's now closer to a year. So in other words, even though there's this you know, a huge amount of people that are supposedly experts at helping agents generate leads and all the rest of it. We're seeing the amount of time that an agent spends in the business before they are effectively failed out of the business. Maybe they still have active licenses, but they're certainly not earning a living in real estate. It's increasing, not decreasing. You would think if all these business models were valid, that there'd be more agents that were staying in the business for longer and making more money. But that isn't what is happening. No. So you have to be very careful who you align with because you're going to in, uh, inadvertently adopt their philosophies of building uh, of building their business. And you don't have, you're in that unconscious incompetence phase and you're, you don't know, yet know what you don't know. So you're going to gravitate towards anybody who's going to give you a, a shoulder to lean on. And what if that shoulder that you're leaning on actually isn't the person that you should have been listening to if your intent was to actually make profit and you know, to build wealth for your family? So we absolutely are going to be very direct with you. Do seriously consider joining eXp. Do consider um, uh, having Julie and I as your personal sponsors. If you want to talk about that, 512-758-0206. And the last point is, of course, something you guys already know. Do stay listening to our podcast every single day. You already are. We are never going to change our message. We're never going to change the tenor of our message. We're never going to change the directives of our message. We're never going to placate an advertiser or a marketing uh, partner, uh, you know, for the sake of basically getting their money. We're never going to do that. We're not going to compromise what we do or how we do it because you guys are our – you're our people. When, you know, we always preach to you guys to be of service to other people. You're the people that we choose to be of service to. Anything you want to say about that, Jules?
1: Yeah, well, I was just thinking about, you know – that's one of the reasons why we like eXp is because it is an age, It is the most agent-centric, agent-owned business, and we are agent-centric. Everything we bring to you every day is to bring you more success faster, to save you from some of the painful learning curves that some of your colleagues have experienced and that we certainly did. And to get you to the finish line faster so that you can actually not just set goals but achieve your goals.
0: You know, I, I, have you ever noticed – every time that you pick that up, they can hear it, by the way. I see it oh, on the sorry. mic. So do you know – that? like have you noticed when people buy something, even as they discover um, flaws in the product, they don't, generally speaking, want to admit the flaws because then it, they are embarrassed that they bought something with flaws? Yeah. So I see that happening with all kinds of consumer products, right? Mm-hmm. Like our iPhones. You and I <laughs> you and I no. found we find issues with this iPhone twelve plus pro or whatever the heck it is that the old one didn't have. No, it didn't. There it's was got some like bugs. when I the spell this when I'm texting, my stupid phone thinks abs is and and it spell corrects me every single time. Yeah. It's like what does the you know system why does my text think that any human would be typing abs that often versus I don't know. and
1: I don't know. It's just dumb. But but you're right, you because we're generally a fan of iPhone and Apple. You're not going
0: to go out and you're not going to say crap I'm, about it. No. And so people, once they make a buying decision, generally yeah. speaking, won't then say the bad things about the right. whatever that they purchased, Unless they're
1: really bad, but it, yes. Yeah. yeah,
0: but you get the point. Yeah, yeah, sure. And so that's what happens That's confirmation
1: lot. bias, right? You're, you're confirming your own bias because it was your decision.
0: Right. It's your ego yeah, that's going to have right. to take a hit if you yeah. admit that the decision you made was bad. I know. And that's the reason a lot of these people, when they align themselves with some of these gimmicks that are out there in the marketplace, mm-hmm. the agents aren't going to say, I just signed up for you know XYZ coaching company yeah. and they told me to do. All this social networking and all this fanciful stuff—they want
1: to believe that it's going
0: to work. Right, and then because what will happen ultimately is they're afraid of the criticism. Mm -hmm. Because some of these ideas and these prevailing, you know, concepts, they become almost like religion. So if you go on, and I know because we get this, we get these arrows too. So if you sign up for you know some fairy tale based coaching program, and then you essentially are following all those, you know systems and whatever else they're trying to get you to believe and then it doesn't work, you're not gonna go online and say, I did all of it and it didn't work because then you're afraid that the you know, the zealots inside the religion are going to attack you. So you don't and what you then do is because you are uh, feeling invalidated yourself is you start to believe that those systems and the things that they're trying to get you to do didn't work because of you. In other words, you internalize the failure of the idea as a personal failure, which in a way it is, but really it was a failure of you choosing the wrong path. It's made
1: a mistake. You can change. You right. A mistake.
0: Exactly. That's okay. what I'm trying to say. And so when that's, again, we, you, know, you guys come to us sometimes licking your wounds from having tried to be the mayor of your own town on YouTube or whatever, you know, or trying to be an influencer, and you think there's something wrong with you. You think you're too fat, too young, too old, too too just not entertaining enough. You didn't give enough value, you did all this garbage. But the reality of it was it was just a bad idea, and you were essentially, as we just said, you are unconsciously incompetent. In other words, you didn't have the filters to run the idea through to know it was an idea you should have been chasing in the first place. Does this make sense, Julie?
1: Absolutely it does. So Trust us. I mean, what really? What else can I
0: say? Yeah, yes, that's yeah, it. That's I mean, it. guys, look—you know intuitively when Julie and I say something, and you're listening to what we're saying, we got your
1: back, okay? We, you know
0: we're not. Look, <laughs> did we try to sell you a single thing? Well, I guess I suppose we did, right? But the reality of it is, is what we're telling you to do does require skill, but it is something that you will then have a real business to base it around. You'll have real profit. We want you to be in this business for years, for decades, for like lots of decades. I received a great um, text from a gal named uh, Beata that I coached uh, 20 years ago. How about that? And it makes me feel fantastic that she remembers some of the things that we talked about on those coaching calls. That makes, I have to tell you guys, when you have those experiences from your past real estate clients And then you're going to realize that you built, well, I'll tell you what I told her. It made me feel really good that I was able to help her two decades ago. And it also made me feel really old because I've been coaching for two decades. (laughs) Those two thoughts. That's a lot of calls. That is a lot of calls. Yes. Anyway, so you guys, listen, stay stay true. Stay, you know, stay drilled down. This could be your best year ever. It should be your best year ever. Uh, Do feel free to reach out uh, to me directly if I can uh, help you in any way at uh, 512-758-0206. In the meantime, you have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time,